When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is November 20th, and this is another edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. Well, welcome to another edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy, and uh, American Thanksgiving week is upon us. And, of course, in the NHL, that's pretty much the quarter mark and, you know, the mark where a lot of teams are starting to get a feel for what they have and kind of look around the league and see if maybe they can make some improvements. And you start to see some trades take place. And we've already seen that a bit with the Penguins trading Carl Haglin uh, last week uh, for Tanner Pearson to the Kings there. And I'm sure we're going to see a little more here. Uh, but we'll get into a little of that later. But I want to welcome on an old friend and a, a name Bruins friends, uh, Bruins fans might remember, of course. Uh, he was here during their cup run in 2011. Uh, and, of course, when they fell just short in 2013, uh, and that is defenseman Dennis Seidenberg. Sides, how you been, my man? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And before we get into a little Bruins talk here, uh, why don't we just, uh, you know, bring the listeners up to date on what's going on in your world. Now, I know you were with the Islanders last year, um, but you currently are not with a team. But um What's your status in terms of uh, playing again in the NHL, or are you looking elsewhere? Where are you at right now? Well, I'm still, um, so to say, on a tryout with uh, with the Islanders. I'm skating with them, practicing with them every day. I'm just uh, staying ready, and maybe something happens there, or maybe anything happens, I might go um, play with my brothers for a little bit in Germany. But I feel like I want to play a couple of months, and then uh, we'll see what happens next year. But for now, I'm just uh, staying ready and see uh, where it takes me. Now, I know that, you you know, you've got a family and everything there and kids in school, and uh, I imagine they're happy there. Like, is that one of the reasons, you know, you're kind of hoping that something works out here just so you don't have to move again? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the plan is not to move. So um, I've done enough moving in my career. So, uh, like you said, my family uh, likes to see their kids are in school. Uh, so we're, we're pretty happy here. And, uh, again, the plan is not to move unless, uh, it's the last two months, uh, somewhere else. But, uh, I think everybody here enjoys it. And, uh, like I said, the kids, uh, like it here too. I think another guy, uh, there that, you know, I'm sure you see a lot of and that Bruins fans remember fondly is, uh, Johnny Boychuk. And, uh, how's Johnny been doing these days? Oh, yeah. he's, uh, the same. He's always funny. He's, uh, uh, awesome to be around. He loves it here, and uh, he's doing good, and uh, he's having a good season so far. You know, let, let, now let's get into this to the, sort of the Bruins aspect of your career there and looking back. And I, I mean, you, you had such a good time here. I know, obviously, you won the Stanley Cup, and uh, that's probably the highlight there. But you know, what else was great about playing for the Boston Bruins and also living in this area? Well, I, I was absolutely in love with Boston. Uh, like you said, we had a lot of success. We had great teams when I played there. Uh, didn't end like that, like I wanted to, but, uh, you can't always choose, uh, how it goes. Um, but again, I, I loved, uh, living in Boston. I love the fans and the organization. It's a top six, uh, I mean, uh, 
uh, original six team, uh, the fans, the fan base is great and very knowledgeable. Uh, it's a great place to play, and, and I miss it. Now, the Bruins, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they're still paying you from the buyout for this year and next, correct? That's right. Okay. So if you if you so if the PTO with the with the Islanders didn't work out, or you got another offer from another team, does that still apply, or does that get nullified if you go to another team? No, no, that that uh, gets paid either way. Um, either way, okay. So like you said, they pay me this year and next year, and then I'm off the books. But at this point, you're just sort of Islanders or maybe Germany, and that's it, right? Well, I'll keep my options. I can never say never, um, but like it looks like now, um, I'm just uh, looking to get something here. And uh, but who knows? I mean, like I said, I keep my options open, but preferably, uh, definitely, it would be nice if something uh, works out here. <laughs> based on, I don't know if you've been following your old team, the Bruins, but based on their blue line situation right now, do you think you could ever be getting a call back from Don Sweeney? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, I mean, they did buy me out, so um, I don't think uh, they they would be willing to get me back. Um, but again, I mean, they have so many so much depth on on their on their blue lines. Like yeah. I said, uh, they have like four guys out right now, and they're still winning hockey games. So it's just a, a sign of good uh, scouting and and a good um, farm system. Uh, good for them. And one of the guys that's out, of course, uh, sides is uh, Zanino Char, the captain, who you. Uh, formed a great shutdown pairing with in the playoffs so many times. Um, you know, you see him come back and the shape he's always in. He comes back for another year, signs a one-year deal, and then this injury happens. Um, just talk to us from what you know about Z. I mean, I'm sure we already hear it, but from someone that played with him and knows his dedication, uh, what can we expect on him in terms of uh, getting back from this injury? Well, I know you know that uh, that he's gonna come back better, um, better shape than he has. Like he he works he works like nobody I know. Uh, his attitude towards uh, getting his body ready is is uh, uh, second to none, and um, he's just so he's he's just um, how do I say that? Um, crazy about his um, his body in a good way. Uh, that, that makes him so good. I mean, he's 41 and he's still in incredible shape. He moves uh, really well and uh, he's still so dominant on the ice and you can't talk about uh, enough about him. And what was that like? I mean, when you you guys were sort of really taking it to those other teams and shutting down all the superstars in the playoffs, like, what, was, what were those two cup runs like for you? I mean, just take us a little bit inside the sort of the zone you get in uh, when you guys are going along there in the playoffs. Well, I think the first cup run uh, was something special. Uh, we started out struggling against Montreal. We were down 2 nothing, and uh, uh, basically survived that first round. But I think that's what we needed to get the snowball rolling. Uh, after that, I think we formed uh, into a real team. We played. Everybody had their, their task at hand, and everybody did, did their job. And um, like you see, uh, for example, this year, Washington almost lost against Columbus this year. Yeah. Um, they got through that first round, and then that's when they, when you uh, start going and everything's clicking. And that's still the same thing for us uh, that year. Um, like I said, everybody played for each other. We had a great team. We all loved each other. And it was just uh, a great experience uh, to be part of. You, you still keep in touch with some of the guys? 
Yeah, so I'll still text some of the guys here and there. Um, and like I said, we all uh, talk about those years or that year, and uh, it's always going to be in our minds. Well, you know, one of the reasons that I was texting you before I brought you on to the podcast here, and one of the things I said to you I wanted to talk about was sort of, you know, one of the things going on in the NHL right now, and it's been going on for a bit now, at least five years, is they're sort of phasing out the fighting. And it, it's obviously become a speed game, and we see so many smaller players uh, able to excel uh, if they are fast enough. And, you know, with the, they're going towards speed and skill, and we, and we get that. But I also still think there's room for physicality in the game right now. And I, I saw on Hockey Night in Canada – um, I think it was Elliot Freeman or either uh, it might have been Chris Johnson reported the other day, you know, they were saying, I guess one of the hot topics at the GM meetings was that players have gone to their GMs recently and said, look, you know, we, we get it that you're trying to phase out fighting um, and you're trying to prevent injuries and everything. But at the same time, hockey is a physical sport. And that, and that's one of the great things about it, it is, is the physicality, you know, the fans love it, the players love it. And they were saying they don't want to lose that. Um, and in another respect, you know, I'm watching Dallas, Boston last week, and you said you were able to see a little of it, um, where Dallas is just really going out there and coming at the Bruins stars and really taking it to him. And of course, Patrice Bergeron had to leave the game for a bit. He took a, a nice hit from Foxer there. And then he comes back and actually has to fight Foxer almost. And then Tory Krug is getting in a fight. Brad Marchand's getting in fights. And that's kind of been the case for the Bruins, and I'm sure there's other teams dealing with this as well, where not only is it their their superstars that are having to fight, but also their smaller guys because of the way the league is going. And and I guess my question to you is, from your experience in the last couple of years, is there still a place to kind of find that happy medium of a player that isn't necessarily going to be the stage fighter, but can come in there? And if need be, he's going to take care of business for his uh, his star players or his smaller guys and not let these guys risk injury or risk being in the box. Yeah, I think so. There's definitely still some room. I mean, there's some guys in the league that can do that. I mean, you look at uh, Washington. You look at um, what's his name, Washington, that just got suspended for oh, um, Wilson. Uh, Wilson, yeah. So he's a guy that can fly. He's a total power forward, and he can definitely fight. Sometimes he takes a little, um, a little bit too far, but he's definitely a guy that intimidates other teams, and uh, it's always good to have a guy like that. And that creates room for for his stars, um, and he can also play. So there's definitely room for, in the league for that, and I think we still need that in this league to police ourselves and just to keep everybody honest on the ice. And um, oh, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. Some, sorry. And uh, you mentioned earlier uh, when you texted me about Sorhi, it was it was great having him because he would uh, trash talk to other guys, um, which doesn't always um, get to somebody, but sometimes it does, and then it intimidates you, and you think about you think about twice, or you think twice about what you're doing next time you're on the ice, uh, whether you should hit that guy the way you did uh, last time, or because you have his voice in the back of his head or your head. Um, that something's going to happen if you do. So uh, there's definitely room for it, I think, and there still should be room for it. So so you're with me then when you say, I mean, you see some of, the, some of my colleagues in the media, and then I, I do see fans as well on social media. You know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, uh, did Tom Wilson prevent that concussion to his teammate? Uh, he's, he's out there, and the guy still got concussed. So what's the point of him being there? See, I disagree. I, I'm with you. Like, I, I think – 
if I look across and I see a Tom Wilson on the ice or I see a Sean Thornton back in his prime, you know, that could still contribute, I, I think it means something to his teammates and it also has an effect on the opponents. I, I, I think they're going to think twice before taking a run at a Patrice Bergeron, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, if, like I said, when I'm on the ice, and I know Tom Wilson's on the ice with me, I know that when I have the puck and he's chasing me, he's going to take me out. Um, so it gets guys thinking and it gets guys, like I said, uh, thinking twice about uh, how they're acting on the ice and how far they're going towards uh, other guys' uh, star, play- star players. And, you know, if we talk authority there too. Another thing that, you know, I saw firsthand what he brought to, to your team when you were there is the sort of the leadership, uh, and a guy that's going to speak up when need be. And, you know, I, I think there's room for that in, in every dressing room still. And I think, you know, teams need that. You can have all the skill in the world. I mean, you can look at maybe, let's say the Edmonton Oilers right now. I mean, they've got so many skilled players, but they're struggling. And I don't know, I'm not around that team all the time, but it could be maybe, you know, they just need more character guys. And that's sort of, you know, the glue to a team, right? I mean, like, if you look at all the cup teams, uh, most of them kind of have those glue guys, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, you definitely need those guys. They, they bring character. And uh, uh, if you look at Washington last year, uh, they had – I mean, even Tampa this year, they, they're highly skilled, but they have guys in the fourth line that can fly and can hit, uh, make hard hits. And uh, you don't always have to fight, but you have to – be able to defend yourself and, and physically intimidate other teams sometimes. And that's uh, an important thing uh, nowadays in the NHL when there's not always fighting going on. Yeah, for sure. Hey, we talk about Marsh, Marshy there and, uh, you know, him having to fight some of these battles. But, you know, obviously he's kind of a guy that walks the line a lot like Tom Wilson. Um, but over the last, you know, five years uh, has really found his way as a, you know, as a legit goal scorer, a legit premier player in the NHL, what's it been like from afar to see him develop into the player he is now? And also, you know, did you see that coming when you were there? Um, just give us sort of an insight on Brad Marsh and how you saw him and then what you see now. Well, uh, he started basically when I um, got there. And uh, even then he was always a guy with uh, – with nastiness on the ice, grit in it, grit in it, or grit, and uh, he's always tough to play against. And then he developed into a leader, a guy that can create stuff off the rush and just beat guys one on one. And uh, being a, um, a real stu- a superstar in this league now. And him, Bergie, and uh, uh, Pasta, just looking from far, afar, it's it's really nice to watch those guys play hockey. They dominate other teams uh, like crazy, and it's just uh, awesome to see. And I'm happy for them. And then, of course, I mean, what hasn't been said about Patrice Bergeron, but um, just your thoughts on him and and obviously more of the – when we – you know, there was years when you look at Patrice Bergeron and you're thinking more defensive hockey, right? But now look at the points this guy's putting up. And, I, I mean, what's it like seeing him become one of the best superstars in the NHL? Uh, it's – Amazing. I mean, his work ethic is, is unbelievable. I, I love playing with uh, with Bergie. Uh, he's not always flashy, but he does everything right every game. He's so consistent at it. Uh, and like you said, the last few years he started, the last couple of years he really started scoring too. And it's just uh, nice to see uh, him getting the recognition with all the awards that he's won the last few years. 
and he definitely deserves uh, de- deserves it because he's he's the best uh, two way player there there is. And um, again, I miss those guys. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do, man. I bet you do. Hey, before we let you go, it just uh, is your take. What's it been like playing on the island? I know, obviously, uh, they look they're kind of still homeless, so to speak, but. Um, is he, is there excitement there about what's to come in terms of where the arena's, uh, taking them now? Well, um, last couple of years, they were, I mean, the first year here was pretty good for me. Second year, it wasn't, uh, quite as well. I didn't play uh, that much. It's first, uh, first time for me not being in the, in the lineup regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a little tougher. And, but overall, I think, uh, with, with having a new, uh, coaching staff here and, uh, new leader, uh, with Lou Lamorello leading his team or this organization that, uh, you can definitely see the change and, uh, the, the accountability the guys have and everybody has in this locker room. And it's, uh, it's a work in progress, but I think, um, we are getting better and, and we're going to be good in the future. So, uh, I know Bruins fans will want me to ask this. Do you think John Tavares was ever close to coming to Boston? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I have no idea. Everybody yeah. here thought, even in the locker room, thought he was going to come back here. Really? But I think it was, uh, well, he kept it, uh, pretty quiet, uh, to himself. So nobody really knew what was going to happen. But I think he deserved to talk to other teams in that, uh, free agency period. And that's when he started thinking, I guess, uh, he's from Toronto. He, uh, they have a great team and he has, his, um, all the rights in the world to go there and, and fulfill his dream or his childhood dream, uh, dream. And um, he's doing good, and I'm happy for him. The Athletic is a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. The model's simple. No ads, no pop-ups, and no autoplay videos. Instead, read and subscribe for authentic, in-depth coverage written by journalists who know their teams inside and out. Coverage will go beyond game recaps and trade speculation to provide smarter analysis and a deeper perspective about teams and the league. Subscribers have access to local and national content with more than 650 to 700 new stories published every week across all sports. You need to go right now, okay? And yes, I'm kind of telling you to do this because I know you won't regret it and I know you'll thank me later because The Athletic, of course, has an athletic Boston and they've got some damn good hockey writers working for them. My colleagues and friends, Fluto Shinzawa, formerly of the Globe, and Joe McDonald, who used to work at ESPN Boston with me, uh, and ESPN.com, uh, both working there now covering the Bruins for the Athletic Boston and the Athletic. They do NHL stories as well. These guys are two of the best in the biz. And that's a major reason, but there's so many other more reasons because you're going to get amazing NHL coverage all across the board when you subscribe to the Athletic. And that's why right now, if you're a hockey fan, you need to go theathletic.com slash Bruinsbeat. That's right, theathletic.com slash Bruinsbeat and type in the code Bruinsbeat and you'll get it for $2.99 a month. That's 40% off the regular price. $2.99 a month. All right, folks? Trust me on this. You're going to thank it. These stories aren't just your typical run-of-the-mill blank AP style stories or your, your typical quick hits now that you see. Nobody's really got any substance these days to read, uh, writing, right? I mean, every story you read, it's, you, you, I feel like I get all my information from Twitter or social media, right? Or, or just hearing it on TV and everything's so quick and rushed and nobody really gets into the story or the meaning of the story or, uh, gives you depth to the story. Nothing really pulls you in. And, you know, it, it takes me back to those days when you're kicking back on a Sunday afternoon, nice coffee or, 
maybe an adult beverage, you know, as you get older and you're just kicking back and you, you really get into a nice hockey story. I know that's one of the reasons I wanted to become a hockey writer. And I'll tell you what, Flutish and Zao and Joe McDonald at the athletic and the athletic Boston provide that for you. So you need to go to the athletic.com slash Bruins beat and put in the code Bruins beat two ninety nine a month. That's 40% off the regular price. Trust me, you won't regret it, and you'll thank me later. Is there a guy that you played with uh, during your time in Boston that you would compare to him, or is he just that unique? Uh, well, he's just different. I think uh, he's uh, he's got a great, a great work ethic. I would compare him to uh, to the Bergie or Z, the way or even Marshy, how they work. Yep. Um, He's uh he's very solid on his skates. He's a, he's a thick guy, um, and he's uh very very creative in the offensive zone. So it's really tough to to compare him to anybody, but he's uh definitely got his own strengths that some guys don't have, and some guys are better, and, and some some things that he doesn't have. So, uh, but he's definitely a superstar, and uh, he's a very very good player. Yeah, Bruins fans can only dream of him and Bergie on the same team. But he went there, and he's a Maple Leaf. Well, listen, uh. Besides, we hope to see you back in the NHL. I mean, I know uh, just from covering you, I enjoyed uh, your time here. You're always uh, professional and, and great to talk to, as you were just now. And uh, we wish you luck, all right? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. That's uh, Dennis Seidenberg, Stanley Cup champion with the Bruins, former Bruin, joining us now uh, here on the Bruins Beat. I'm Jimmy Murphy. We'll talk to you next week. 